This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 2001 slasher, Valentine. Before we even talk about anything else, I just want to say that I found a clearly Canadian at Publix. And... I think I kind of yelled in the store. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm really happy for, for that journey for you. And if my voice sounds a little squeaky and hoarse, it's because <laughs> I was at a concert and got to see Coolio perform <laughs> last night. And it was everything I needed it to be. I'm actually surprised security didn't have to come and take you away from the premises because you love that song so damn much. <laughs> yes. Yankee's Paradise <laughs> is my favorite song of all time. It's my go-to karaoke song. I don't do it well. I have no rhythm, but I know all the goddamn words. And when they announced Coolio, I turned around to the people I was with and did this. Right now, for the listeners at home who can't see video, Jackie just put her hands up, palms forward, and made a very surprised face, <laughs> and it was epic. I was so fucking excited. <laughs> very eclectic concert last night. There were other people there. Some Rascal Flatts dudes. Uncle Cracker was there. Immediately took me back to, like... 2001 in my Volkswagen Beetle, like going to Broward Community College. So 2000s. And you know what? I will post the videos in our stories when this episode launches. So it'll be right in time so you can watch Jackie. You can actually hear her singing at the top of her voice. There's paradise. <laughs> Danielle said, I heard singing. Was that you? And I said, Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> And the night ended with Naughty by Nature singing Hip Hop Hooray. All around great night. But not even all of Naughty by Nature. No. Just Tretch. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. We'll it was it. Um, an eclectic mix, but fun was had by all. I'm I'm very happy. I'm sad I couldn't be there with you, but I'm happy you had fun. It was a lot of fun. Sorry, I just checked. I feel like I... <laughs> I quickly put on, okay, just adjusting. So let's dive in. But of course, we've got to do some housekeeping. If you love the podcast and you want to support us, here's a few ways you can. 
Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps get us more listeners? If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. And make sure that you are up to date with the episodes as they come out by making sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And do you want exclusive content, stickers, lives, and access to our Burned Ought Spotify playlists? Yes. So <laughs> some of the artists that performed last night are on these Burned CDs. Head on over to patreon.com slash no more late fees and become a Patreon bestie. Well, I'm ready to slash through this movie. Literally. <laughs> you ready? You ready, I'm ready, Jay? I'm, I'm ready, D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious at what point, because Danielle watched this with her little sister, Serena, who's featured on our Scream episode from season one. And she sent me a picture where Serena <laughs> is literally sitting at the counter, her back completely turned to the television. And Danielle's like, she has turned her back on this movie. <laughs> So I'm really interested to see how far she got before she was like, I'm done. I really just need to screen record her watching these movies and it should just be called Serena Watches or <laughs> Serena Screens, whatever. But it was pretty early on when she started losing her shit. I just didn't <laughs> capture it all the time. When she turned around, I was crying laughing. I had to make her reenact it because I'm like, the people need to see. <laughs> I did send you a video of her yelling at the screen. So badly, you said, do you want to investigate me, Mr. Bond? You She's <laughs> big mad. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, Denise Richards' character is completely over-sexualized to the nth degree in this movie. So Serena's not wrong. It doesn't even, it doesn't even save this movie. It doesn't do. I, anywho, let me get into the synopsis. Okay, tell us what Valentine is about because we are doing it during spooky season, so you might be confused. About so, what? Well, the audience might be confused oh, why right, we're right. doing Valentine during spooky season. I was. I should have said about which thing because yes, I was confused during this movie. <laughs> Love is in the air on the most romantic day of the year. Would be lovers woo hearts with flowers, candies cards and gifts best friends kate page dorothy lily and shelly are young women looking for a valentine to die for and this year they might just get their wish when a psychotic cupid starts taking them out one by one and i don't mean on dates valentine 2001 <laughs> <laughs> the movie stars david boreanaz Denise Richards, Marley Shelton, Jessica Capshaw, Jessica Caulfield, and Katherine Heigl. The movie was directed by Jamie Blanks, written by Gretchen J. Berg, Aaron Harberts, Donna Powers, and Wayne Powers. It's actually based on a book called Valentine by Tom Savage. I'm going to say loosely based because we'll find out how much that script got changed from the book. You can watch it currently on Tubi. Those commercials, honestly, on Tubi, <sighs> saved my life. 
because <laughs> you needed I need brain breaks. I need- <laughs> when you have four writers credited, that's a problem. Yeah, you know that shit went so- through some rewrites. Red red flag. Yeah. So uh, before we get done, go into the movie, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves we give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Eh, nothing to write home about. Same-day rental. Mm. It's the day after Valentine's Day. Throw that shit away. It's no good. (laughs) It's the maggoty chocolate for me. Well... My name's first this time. What did Danielle <laughs> think back then? I'm going to say two-day rental because she watched it, but it didn't leave a mark. And I, I I know I didn't buy it. So. Oh, Jackie. Um, <laughs> this was in the, in the height of my blockbuster movie-watching renting buying phase <laughs> so uh y2k jackie owned this movie <laughs> i want to say i didn't see it coming i i want to say that but who are we i kidding? do love a good like whodunit red herring slasher movie i do too but that's not what this was <laughs> I would never use good in a sentence. <sighs> even, the ki- even the killing, what like there was zero. It was erratic. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like this is it you know what? Because I'm such a scaredy cat, the fact that I could watch this no problemo. There was nothing scary about this movie. Not a damn thing. I've seen Law and Order SVU episodes more scary <laughs> than this movie. There was not yeah, I, not a damn thing scary. No, it wasn't scary at all. I just enjoy Ken's gonna get mad at me if I say I enjoy watching murder. So <laughs> watch your back, Ken. he's convinced there's something wrong with me because i like watching people do murder on screen but danielle likes to hear the bones crack so i feel like we're pretty even you were gonna bring that up (laughs) so so what you saying is if you go down i'm going down with you is that what you're saying yeah okay (laughs) so what i like to hear the bones crack (laughs) i like that means i can watch chiropractic it's true (sighs) let's get into the box office yeah tell us about the box office this but the budget for the movie had a 20 had 29 million dollars to work with they made it back i'm shocked but you know what it was so they made 36.7 million dollars worldwide i believe and i started thinking about like why i went to see this movie from like the moment scream came out to like maybe 2006 2007 i mean there's still horror fans that will just go and see it 
But at that mm-hmm. time in the box office, and especially if you were a teen, you were going to go see every one of those like slasher mm-hmm. or scary movies that came out because they were just littered with the top teen stars, young adult stars at that time. And if you were in your WB era, you were definitely going because every one of those movies had at least two or three of the stars from the WB in them. I wonder why you chose your background, Danielle. You know I die hard for my damn lady, Catherine Heigl. (laughs) It's a love-hate situation. I love Roswell and Grey's Anatomy, and I pretty much love everything she's in. Mm -hmm. And I do think she kind of got a bad rap in Hollywood. On the other hand, there are some things that she has said and done as an actress that I don't agree with. Yeah. But I'm always going to ride hard for her. And quite honestly, they should have killed other cast members before she got killed. I agree. How are you going to kill the best actress in here? I think they were trying to attempt to do like a Drew Barrymore scream situation. But she wasn't big enough to do that at that point. No, and I think that's where it failed. Like, it would have been way more interesting to probably kill off Denise Denise Richards. Richards, Yeah. Yeah. Because she was, like, riding high on top of Wild Things fame. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a really interesting choice to kill her off. And it, it wasn't like Casey Becker and Scream, where it's heightened suspense, like, from the moment the movie starts right it was a real slow burn for (laughs) katherine heigl's death (laughs) it you know what i'm sick of them trying to remake movies from the 90s and 2000s that were good remake Mm -hmm. movies like this because this has so much potential to do better especially if they had played more into the horror of dating right Mm -hmm. like because throughout the movie the first scene we see pretty much Catherine Heigl on a date and Mm -hmm. she is with a real weirdo his name his teeth are Jason yeah he caught he refers to himself in third person the entire fucking time and the veneers were so ridiculously just that's all I looked at with when I looked at him the whole time was his teeth hated it so she goes on this bad date guy starts referring to himself in third person when the check comes she's like he he doesn't even want to pay for it she's like whatever and she's like I'm gonna I have a question about that though because she's I'm unless I hallucinated she said here's my card like she was just gonna pay to get the date over with yeah but then he takes the bill and starts itemizing it and then she like rolls her eyes and goes into her purse I'm like I thought you already paid for that shit didn't make any sense not a lot of things did this movie (laughs) was shot in 42 days so you know what this is like more of I feel like this is a lifetime movie but even mm-hmm. those are entertaining at times. So yeah, it just felt like if they just dove into the dating aspect. So this is supposed to be essentially a revenge movie. But the problem is that we don't really get any information on the person who's trying to get the revenge. We get a flashback at some point of a 
little boy. I think that's how the movie starts, right? What? At the yeah. Dance. So, so we see it's kind of like bouncing back and forth between a 1988 yearbook, and it's like introducing the characters, and he's got like "I love you, I hate you" like murderer scribbles all over these women's photos. And so it's this kid who like has dorky glasses, gap teeth, tall and lanky. They're at a sixth grade dance and he's going up to these girls one by one and asking them to dance and everyone reacts in just like the most horrible way you can reject someone. Yeah. Yeah. Except for it was funny because Serena is like, how many damn dances is he going to? I said, it's the same. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's just going from girl to girl. All all the man wants to do is dance. (laughs) All I want to do is dance, dance. I don't, I don't know why they just wouldn't just cut a rug with him. Yeah. And yeah. And so who's the the only one that says everyone horribly rejects him actually except for two people the first one's kate and she says maybe later like she she's politely declining right you know later is probably never gonna come but she wasn't like it will get away from me right and then dorothy is sitting by herself on the bleachers she's obviously like the heavy one in the group and not as popular and stuff she is not that little girl is not heavy and this is one of those examples in 90s and 2000s movies where they try to brainwash us that regular average people are fat yes and so he goes up to her and asks her she accepts and then the next scene is them making out under the the bleachers, which good job. Right. Way to go. But these boys come over and they're immediately like, what are you doing? And they call her Buffalo and they call him pervert. And they're like, Buffalo, is he attacking you? Is he attacking you? And she wants to save face. So she's like, yeah, he attacked me. And so he gets sent to like a reformatory school. Like he gets kicked out of school for like her lying about this act. And not only that, my oh, Serena was screaming at the screen like, where are the teachers? Because they take it so far. They don't just like verbally mm-hmm. accost him. Like they pull him from the bleachers, take his clothes off and he's yes. only in his underwear. I mean, the whole scene made me actually want to cry because it was just so dehumanized. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. I and and Dorothy for whatever like her character whether she, it was just I was disgusted. And then we meet Jason. Well, we meet Shelly on the date yeah. with the Jason and then she leaves her date and goes to a morgue because she's going to be a doctor and she's studying for i guess she, i don't know if she's taking i'm assuming boards. she's pre-med yeah i don't know if she's Some taking capacity yeah she does talk about how she has to get back to study and yeah stuff so she's at the morgue she has her cadaver and she's she's practicing and like you can tell she's a little stressed out and there's a noise that happens so she goes and checks out the noise and it was just someone else like in the locker room getting changed to leave 
He's like, are you going to be okay by yourself? She's like, yeah, fine. And there's a card taped to her locker. She opens it up and it's this really, like at first it just looks like a Valentine card, like an old fashioned Valentine card. And then like it opens up and it's just like, gonna slash your neck but like in a beautiful poem (laughs) (laughs) and all of them as they start to get these valentines like none of them have i feel like a normal response to getting something that creepy she's kind of just like whatever about it then she realizes someone is in her space and it's not the guy that was there yeah because she goes back to her cadaver and it starts breathing and so then she runs and his, her cadaver, Chad, she named it. I don't yeah. know. Or he had a name at one point. He like falls out of a closet. She loses sight of whoever has replaced Chad on the board. Another one of those slasher films where the killer is might as well be on the Olympic team because <laughs> that boy fast. Not only is he fast. He would have had to gotten dressed because the way the cadaver was set up on the table, it exposed hips to above their belly button. So I don't think he would have been able to like, I mean, he could have probably rolled up his shirt, but he definitely would have had to pull his pants and underwear down to a certain point. And that doesn't lead to a fast getaway. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting but then we get a a really boring chasing like still watching it you don't feel scared or nervous or you know any of that it's just like okay well well, what's going to happen next and she runs into another part of the morgue where there's just more bodies and body bags and Mm -hmm. then the killer comes with that i will say the mask of the killer had a lot of potential to be very creepy. Yes. And director Jamie Blanks said his inspiration was a book on famed painter Sandro Botticelli. Mm -hmm. And he asked KNB effects group to design the mask on his cherubs. And then (laughs) it has an almost canvas-like texture, which is a bit more visible on the Blu-ray. And the script originally called for a Cupid mask. And I think they did a really good job. Obviously, the mask is very much very much Halloween, mm-hmm. Jason. I mean, it, it's cliche in, in slasher movies. But they didn't do anything good with it. At all. We don't, like, it would be cool in this scene if we had seen Catherine Heigl's character. Like, if we saw where she was hiding, we saw her, like, scared. So mm-hmm. We don't see anything. He just starts stabbing the body bags, and then he just un- happens to unzip one and finds her. And mm-hmm. then the way, how quickly he, like, cuts her throat, there's there was no cat and mouse. There, uh, no. He didn't buy us dinner before, you know, we, we did the deed kind of feel. That was, that was the thing lacking through the whole movie, is just any heightened suspense. Yeah, none whatsoever. Because you... There were so many red herrings. Like, it was like they shoved as much as they possibly could in this movie. And it actually detracted from you being scared. Yeah. The director did say that it was so difficult to balance all the red herrings and try to build up the suspense. Because halfway through, they're like, 
oh, detective so-and-so, detective, the detective is bringing Marquette in for questioning. I'm like, who the fuck is Marquette? <laughs> and then I finally figured out it's the Jason from that yeah. Shelly went on. I'm like, why you switch? Why are you using his last name? And I get it ends in an M, like the what the killer is signing, but like, you're just confusing people. <laughs> I do love that in an interview, the director said, forgive me for Valentine. A lot of people give me grief for that, but we did our best. Okay. And he's also the director behind Urban Legends, by the way. So I would say Urban Legends is a step up, but not that big of a step. I agree. (laughs) In the grand like spectrum of suspense slasher movies especially from this time period urban legends is towards bottom and and speak let's talk about some of the casting though because Mm. when i started doing the notes i was like damn they were trying to get half the cast of urban legends to be in this one so tara reed was considered for the role of dorothy but they obviously gave it to Jessica Capshaw. Hetty Barris also auditioned for the role of Dorothy. She wasn't in Urban Legends. Who else? Jared Leto, they were going to offer, the studio was originally considering him for the role of Adam, played by David Boreanaz, but that didn't go through. He too was in Urban Legends. Jessica Caulfield wasn't in the original Urban Legends. She was in Urban Legends Final Cut. So Mm -hmm. another tie. And I think there was maybe, oh, Rebecca Gayhart, Jamie Blanks, the director, wanted her to be in it, but she said no. And she it's because she didn't want to get typecast in horror movies. But then like in 2005, she ends up going to star in Santa Slay anyway. So she just knew the script was bad. There was a shot in Kate's apartment where very obviously there was a bottle of Clearasil on the counter. And I was like, <laughs> oh, are we getting away from our Noxzema girl roots? Yeah, there were a few like, winks my favorite of course because i was a true diehard wb girl obviously captain heigl i don't know if i probably said it a few times i was obsessed with the tv show roswell so that was one thing but david boreanis was on buffy and angel and at some point they make a ref there's a line like he's no angel when they're talking talking about his character and i was like it's the only thing i liked about this movie so far (laughs) i will say David Boreanaz just has a kind face. Like, I'm just like, I could just sit and stare at you. There's just something very kind about him that I appreciated. I feel like my brain can't wrap itself around the fact that of course it had to be him. That bitch was never there and just would be popping up it Whenever. was very Stu and Billy-esque. It was. And then, okay, so what we find out is that Kate and Paige go on a speed dating situation. And while they're on speed dating, they're with a bunch of, they're seeing a bunch of duds. But then I like a, a decent hot guy, you know, sits across from Kate. And right in the middle of it, Paige crosses over. And <laughs> she's like, like 
what by the way did you know that kate is in a serious relationship I was like wait a minute what's happening right now why is she cock blocking and stealing this man from her friends <laughs> and and kate and adam played by david boreanis are on and off again and he has a drinking problem and that's why she's they're kind of off again while he gets help off my ass these two were in a full-on relationship during this movie there was nothing that even signified that they weren't together so i don't know what games they were playing talk about <laughs> and it's just like the whole vibe is is super weird about adam and her relationship Paige is thirsty as hell it's like her only only characteristic at all is that she literally will sleep with everybody mm-hmm. and I say this group of women calling them friends is loose yes I 100% agree because these bitches don't like each other Mm-mm. the only ones that like each other are Paige and Lily and they live together yeah well I feel like I mm, I feel like Kate likes everybody but I, I think mean, they but, all secretly hate her because they think she's like a goody two-shoes or exactly whatever. like Kate's just friendly to everyone that's yeah. just her personality trait and then Dorothy just we find out she harbors a lot of resentment Dorothy's the richest one and needs therapy the most yes yeah well yeah when we when they leave the speed dating whole situation right and Mm -hmm. then they kind of start talking about adam and so you get a kind of a glimpse of them being together Mm -hmm. or that she has this on-off boyfriend and i think the next scene is that they find out that i think doesn't kate get a call about shelly yeah somehow they're informed because they are at the funeral and then there's exposition about how like Shelly had been really busy. They hadn't seen her over in over a year. Again, these bitches ain't friends. Yeah. And then like Paige takes off like her her coat to reveal she wore a black corset with spaghetti straps to a funeral. Question mark. I'm just saying the 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 quite the criteria is a black dress or a black mm-hmm. outfit. She wasn't showing any midriff. She has big boobs, and regardless if you put it a paper bag over it, so why can't she look good at the funeral? She had the jacket on the whole time, so it wasn't until after everything wrapped up that she took it. And then these bitches are like hating on her. Mind your business. Mm. The funeral is over. I'm just saying. Is this- is this a she's all that defense class no because <laughs> why are you like she at least had the sense that if she was gonna wear something a little bit risque that she put a jacket over it during the funeral it didn't look like oh my god what the hell it was after they were done burying the body walking to the car that she took off her jacket and there was no men around it's not like she did it to be sexualized i don't know I just felt like they were real hardcore trying to slut shame this woman the whole time. And I was just like, this is a little unnecessary. It is it is true. It was a vehicle to for her friends to even yeah. slut shame her. Then we get a little backstory about Adam and Kate. 
it's all very boring and then (laughs) (laughs) it is nothing about they have zero chemistry zero zero and I think Marley Shelton is one of the underrated 90s 2000s girls that was around at that time but this movie is not the best vehicle Mm -mm. to like root for her yeah so the next scene is Dorothy's a rich bitch her house is fucking ginormous she has a maid that she talks horribly to her maid fucking hates her I love it I know And she has a new stepmom that <laughs> she calls out for being a mail order bride. And yeah, she's, you know, some racially not so yeah. great jabs because her dad has married a very young Asian woman, but she tells her off pretty good in Cantonese. Mm-hmm. And then when the dad comes, he like puts his daughter in her place. She's giving Karen vibes 100%. Yes. And then she gets a phone call from this dude, Campbell, that she met at yoga. And he's like, my roommate didn't pay rent. I got kicked out. I need a place to stay. And she's like, come on over. We've known each other less than a month. I I don't know if he said, did he call first or did he just show up at the house? No, he called. Oh, okay. Because I was like, this dude just came to the house. And how are you going to let a stranger come live with you? I mean, he fixed the hot tub for her, so. Girl, bye. He was trying to steal her, drain her daddy's bank account. I I know this. (laughs) Dorothy, Dorothy needed years of intensive therapy (laughs) because not only does she hold horrible resentment for all of these women who were her friends, in quotes, she also just needed someone to love her and she was so desperate for it she was looking for any excuse to get her claws into a man or validation from a man so yeah the desperation was pretty bad with that one and quite honestly like i'm trying to think of scene by scene of what happens and nothing i can tell you nothing (laughs) happens nothing that adds to the story or anything it's just going from who got killed next yep so Um, let's get into that well maybe campbell did show up also it doesn't matter (laughs) campbell does i'm telling you okay you're right you're right you're right you didn't hear in the background i don't want no scrubs scrubs (laughs) the guy can't get no love from me like he was on the passenger side of his best friend's ride. A hundred percent. That dude showed up with his backpack. Talk about, I got kicked out. How do you not know if your roommate's not paying his side of the rent? Like, that yeah. doesn't even make any sense. So she's like, come on up. That's when the maid is pissed at her because she's like, go put some sheets on the bed from a new boy toy. And she's like, I don't work for you. I work for your dad. You know? Well, and why is a guest room not always made up anyway? I don't know how rich white people do this. <laughs> so she also gets a creepy Valentine's Day card that pretty much says, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and she's like, no problem. Yeah. Campbell's here. It's fine. It's the, the card showed up at the exact same time Campbell showed up. Couldn't possibly be the same person doing like yeah the the time they spent on the red herring stuff just 
Well, this movie would have been like 30 minutes long if if we didn't have red herrings. (laughs) And one of the red herrings was Johnny Whitworth, not mad at. I was happy he was in it. I was happy to see his beautiful face. But it was a waste of a character for it was a waste of Johnny Whitworth in a movie. Well, not for everybody. Because apparently Jessica Caulfield says that her favorite scenes were to film with obviously her on-screen boyfriend. And I say boyfriend very loosely because anyone who tries to pretend that, oh, that lady over there that that I'm trying to hook up as a threesome, no big deal. No big deal. Anywho, she said that while most actors get exhausted filming kissing scenes after several takes... Caulfield said she had no issue because Whitworth was a great kisser. I believe it. The streets are talking, and I believe it. They boned afterwards, like a hundred percent. No one gushes like that about like, oh, he was a great on-screen kisser without like some shit happening afterwards. And if they didn't officially date, there was at least some boning going on. You that's right. my theory. I mean. God bless her, Jessica. (laughs) Welcome to Bitch Watch. Hi, I'm Sly. I'm Witsy. And we're two bitches watching TV. We're a recap and shit talk show. That's right. We watch hours and hours and hours of TV, so you don't have to. You can listen and laugh along with us everywhere you listen to podcasts and find us on Instagram and Twitter at BitchWatchPod. Is our show original? No. Entertaining? We hope so. This This is BitchWatch. So, we see Kate is getting ready to go to work. She's in the shower. She hears a noise, so she turns off the shower. I I know, Danielle. I know. (laughs) I know when there's there's nothing it was just a noise so she goes to turn the shower back on her water's out which seems like it might be a a common occurrence because she calls the landlord and she's like shit's out again yeah yeah and she she's like I, I got shit in my hair and so she looks in the fridge I hate the fucking trope of an empty carton or bottle of something in the fridge like who does that exactly especially it seems like she lives alone you did it to yourself bitch hey what she does next? i just what she does next is just something i mean i would have left my house first and gone to the store and got water or gone to one of the many friends that i have or called and said said that i was gonna be late to work There is no fucking way that I'm going to put my hair in my toilet (laughs) to rinse out the rest of whatever the fuck was in there. So they got this part wrong. And how I know they got this part wrong is because I've seen Zach and Mary make a porno where there's a similar situation where their water's turned off. Elizabeth Banks's character scoops from the back of the tank the water to rinse her hair like that's what you do you use the clean water you don't use (laughs) you don't use the duty germs water serena what like 80 (laughs) times watching the scene i knew it was coming because i obviously seen the movie but i was Mm -hmm. just like 
damn this is gross so gross and then after this she the like at first she turns the water off because she hears noises so she's like looking around thinking someone she said like hello honey if if someone breaks into your apartment do you think they're gonna say hello back like what are we doing hey girl hey i'm here then afterwards somebody i think rings her bell or something she goes no no. she notices her door is wide open oh right right so she's like hello hello walks out in the hallway towel on with her nasty toilet water hair and another towel and there is that damn cupid mask in the elevator just blocking it from closing and then she (laughs) and then her neighbor shows up who is such a weirdo such a creep what was his name and he rhymed everything with kate i don't remember what his name was but he was like hey kate want to go on a date don't want to be late kate like he was just but like really crazy eyes about it like (laughs) hey kate want to go on a date kate so like now we're supposed to believe this oh maybe this is the the killer no i could tell the difference between just weirdo and psycho Mm -hmm. waste of time yes so then after that we see Paige and lily chilling at their apartment they get a heart-shaped box of chocolates delivered with a card. Paige is like, I don't know anyone who would send that to me. It must be you. They're trying to guess the initials because the initials are- JM on the cards. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, and they, apparently this movie makes you believe that they have dated so many men between the two of them that they can go back and forth for a good, like, five or six turns naming men with those initials right so and so finally Lily's like fine I'm just gonna eat the chocolate takes a big bite and there's fucking maggots in the chocolate she's way too calm immediately after eating maggot chocolate she's drinking orange juice very weird I would have mouthwash I would be throwing up probably the only thing I could speculate is like it's a maybe in her brain it's acidic so it's gonna kill the maggot germs I don't know that is that was gross and then they mentioned for some reason it comes into their head about the kid from sixth grade Jeremy Melton and like how he was a nerd and again they have learned nothing no they have learned nothing they're still making fun of him and also it's to be noted that when dorothy got her card it said jm as well Mm -hmm. and i believe has the detective contacted them yet not yet okay because i made note of when the detective showed up (laughs) so the next scene is at lily's boyfriend's art installation played by the lovely johnny whitworth who we will always fawn over and it's not great it's a video installation and it's about valentine's day and love and sex and blah 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 it's just a lot of like close-up on yeah videos of close-ups of like body parts and like lips and like mouths saying things it's stupid but he made it as like a maze and all the men had to go in one side of the maze and the women went in the other side you're supposed like it was supposed to show you who your soulmate was i guess other people at the event 
stupid. So when he is introduced to the friends, it I, I never quite understood if he had met them already or didn't. But the way that he interacts with Kate was weird. So mm-hmm. it made me feel like, okay, did he go to school with them too? Or know them? It was just like very odd vibes. Like he was blatantly trying to almost flirt with her yeah. in front of his again quote unquote girlfriend i think it was just showing that he was like the free love artistic type and like yeah they weren't exclusive even though lily was under the impression they were exclusive yeah so every every one of these women have shit boyfriends yes or love and then speaking of shit boyfriends campbell the freeloader shows up and what does the whore quote unquote page do Goes over, starts hitting on him. Dorothy quickly runs over (laughs) and pees on his leg metaphorically. And then this crazy ass lady shows up or we think she's crazy. She's valid. As soon as she starts, we already know as the audience that Campbell ain't shit. So as soon as she's like, oh, you're the next victim. He's taking my money. I want my shit back. Investing in fake as internet company or whatever he's a shyster he's just looking for desperate women that have money that he can take advantage of i guess like how now you could say you know scammers are like oh i have an app i'm building Mm -hmm. back in the 90s and 2000s it was i'm building a website bitch i built a hansen fan website in ninth grade and i taught myself html and i didn't ask anyone for money Campbell and you're not even that good looking he's one of my soap opera boys so let's not go there I'm just saying call it like it is he's I okay so now it's Lily and Max are making out and then his like assistant comes over and she's like watching them (laughs) but like unbuttoning her her shirt like getting real into I was like are we real turned on i don't apparently she was i was confused at first because i was like is something on her shirt (laughs) but then i realized oh she's um but it was almost like she was unbuttoning it and buttoning it and unbuttoning because like bitch your shirt should have been off by now it was like like undressing double dutch like do i go in okay i gotta (laughs) wait do i go in okay i gotta wait and Lily's yeah. like, what the hell? And, and Max is just like, yeah, I invited her here. Like, <laughs> let's go this is my Valentine's Day yeah. present to us. So then Lily's like, peace out. She goes, she's trying to get through the maze to get out, I guess. And, and miraculously, every other patron has disappeared. So she's in this maze by herself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she t- like, and you can see like the panels start to move and stuff. I'm like, how does the cherub know how this maze is set up what panels move like made no goddamn sense but she turns a corner and he shoots her with arrows because that's what you do how do you smuggle that in i was very excited for the arrow (laughs) that was the only surprise that got me (laughs) i was like oh shit we're using different weapons i like that Go ahead, Katniss Cupid. (laughs) 
And so he shoots her enough time where he planned it perfectly because she backs, flails back, goes out an emergency exit, falls down like eight flights of stairs into a dumpster, which closes on her. (laughs) So no one knows where Lily is for the rest of the movie. She's just in L.A. Yeah. Who who started that rumor? Was she was she I guess she was supposed to go and for work for because work. when once they talk to max like towards the end of the movie he's like no she she never showed up i called her like her work and they said that she never showed up i guess because they had a fight maybe he sh- but i feel like he should have been more concerned he should have mm-hmm. called her one of her friends page, yeah her roommate because why is she missing again on top of that somebody that they've been good friends with since childhood has been murdered and now you find out she's not there. Like the nothing was fitting in. So everyone kept on saying that Lily, Lily was in LA. Yeah. So hot mess. Stupid. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like the purpose of the deaths should have been to add more fear. Like the first death, fine. They hadn't seen her in over a year, but af- they should have known that Lily was dead so that then they really mm-hmm. would have been like on high alert and really freaking out. And then like, we just never got the only person that looked at their significant other and was like, is this person the killer or not was Kate. But mm-hmm. we never got to see that with Paige and her boy toy, which that seems so ridiculous. Fucking stupid. And we never really get to see it with Campbell and Dorothy. Dorothy. So it would have been, here we go, rewriting the script. <laughs> I wasn't even going to try this episode. It's so bad, but go ahead. So it would have been better mm-hmm. if when the girls are rejecting him, however they rejected him. The order. Like, well, the order and then the, they like say something like, I'd rather slip my wrists. Right. And then like, that's how he kills them. You know, like that would have made way more sense. Right. And I feel like Dorothy should have been the one that died the most horrifically. Yes. But that is not who died the most horrifically. Mm -hmm. I would have to say Paige, man. Yeah. There were so many techniques used at <laughs> once killing page i was real confused yeah that like i we'll get to, we'll get to page because we need a deep dive into page's death i feel so now lily's out and we we do i don't know if next that we see dorothy it's or it's- is it the guy getting his ass beat it's the detective. So oh, what God. I wrote down was, oh, they got a low budget uh, Keith Mars to be the detective <laughs> in this Anytime movie. Anytime we can bring in Veronica Mars. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was like, he looks Keith Mars adjacent. Yeah, it's true. But he sure doesn't act like it. Oh, no. Oh, man. He's a... It- he's an asshole yeah scumbag not great at his job and that was the other thing is like i have watched enough veronica mars to know you take any lead you get 
And you exhaust that lead before you say, oh, no, it's fine. He's just like, oh, no, 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 this Campbell guy, he's fine. Like, he was just like so flippant about everything and not protecting these girls. The girls don't want to even protect themselves. The way that they turn on each other, hence why they even mention Campbell, when they bring up the idea that Adam could possibly be the person, and she's like, Kate is like, I've known him. I know his parents. I know he's from Seattle and blah, blah, blah. And so she automatically just takes him off the table. And then that's when they serve up Campbell, Paige, pretty much. And later, Campbell does get pulled in by the police and... Mm -hmm. and a few hours of being interrogated which Dorothy is like oh my god but nobody seems to have a sense of like hello urgency or like panic that like your friends are being killed one by (laughs) one and oh it was when the detective asked where Lily was and they're like oh she's in LA and he was like okay cool like didn't call work to confirm nothing to like at least if he had done that and it would have been such easy exposition to throw in it didn't have to be a big scene but just him calling the girls and being like listen I called to verify that Lily was safe in LA and she never showed up and then that could have been like that heightened sense of like oh shit Lily's missing too instead of Max randomly showing up at Dorothy's party and it's already at the end of the movie when we find out Lily never made it to LA. And the other thing is that, like, I feel like the detective should have held them as suspects as well. Yes. All the girls. Yeah. So ugh, it's just ridiculous. And again, the way that Adam would pop in and out in different scenes just gave me whiplash because David Boreanaz didn't seem like he's a part of the movie. It just mm-hmm. felt like this whole other thing that didn't seamlessly feel. Well, right. I mean, he did shoot all of his scenes in less than two weeks. So that <laughs> could have been part of it. It's like, okay, we just need you to pop out from around this corner. And then we need you to pop out of this closet. And then we need you to just snuggle Kate at the end. <laughs> like, and that's it. Yeah, so <laughs> this is when they left the detective agency. The police station. <laughs> yeah, sorry, he's it was not a, really. He's not a Mars. private eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he they leave Mars Investigations, and <laughs> Dorothy's like, "I'm next. I'm next." Like all of a sudden, she is a hundred percent convinced that she is next, and then they start talking to her about what's his name, Adam. No, about Mark Jeremy. No. Is that it? It doesn't matter. The kid. Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy Melton. And she confesses that she lied that he attacked her, essentially. Yes. Yeah. And that's when all of a sudden, all these years, that's when she finally has guilt about what she did. And the other girls I don't, are I don't like, think she even had guilt. It was just like, <laughs> he has motive because I accused him of something. There was no remorse in her confession. It was just, these are you- my confessions. <laughs> oh, so Kate is like doing independent research because she's a reporter. It oh, is like- that what her job <laughs> She, uh, she writes articles for the newspaper because that's where she and Adam met. Right. He writes sports. 
Yes. <laughs> and so she's like researching and she finds out that Jeremy Melton, because of Dorothy's accusations, was sent to a reform school and then eventually ended up in a mental hospital. And then that's when the trace runs cold. So she's like, this, this math is math and that it could potentially be this dude, but we don't know what he would look like now. They had that scene, that scene at the, the police station where he shows them the composite of like what he could possibly look like now. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Paige who was like, do we have any more recent pictures? Bitch, if we did, we would need to do this. But like before he said it, I said that out loud. And then he said it and I died laughing because it's like, what are we talking about right now? It's like this, like they, they do like a, like sketch of what he would look like as an adult. And then the filter is like this. (laughs) He could have a mustache. I'm trying to find other ones. He could have jewelry. He could be a pirate. He could be John Lennon. He could have lovely flowers in his hair. He could be at a 3D movie. He could be a chef. <laughs> he could be French. Oui, oui. <laughs> but it was just like the level of filters. He could have been Rosie the Riveter. Like the level of filters they put on this like sketch is fucking ridiculous. Oh, I love this. <laughs> he could be the man in black from End of Demon Night. I was thinking more Blues Brothers, but yeah. <laughs> he could be Ooh, skiing. Scuba Steve. <laughs> What's that? I Oh, I, that's oh, virtual reality? I guess. Okay, um, I, I think we're done with the props. Close the prop box. He could oh, be an angel. I don't think that's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm so glad we eventually got to use this film. <laughs> you got it so quickly. I didn't know what was coming. I was just as surprised as the audience. <laughs> so now, some I guess I brought back in for questioning. I don't know. Somehow they end up with the detective at the police station again. And he dismisses all the girls except for Paige. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not leaving my friend alone with a creepy fucking detective when I know you aren't going to ask her any other questions about this fucking case. How do they know that? And secondly, they they weren't even concerned when they were getting death threats. And again, Jackie, these bitches are not friends. (laughs) Okay? At least Paige seems pretty on top of it. Like, she knows she's quick to, like, what men are up to like she's pretty savvy in that fashion why isn't she like okay but i want another officer to sit in on this because this 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 movie is very misogynistic because it, every 100% single one of these women are written definitely 100% from a, a male's thought process of what women do and also women's friendships because yes there are 
friendships that we have that maybe aren't always healthy. But I think women, when they're friends with each other, are more likely to uplift each other than the displays that we see in media, like this horrible, horribly executed. You had essentially a all-female lead cast, and they were awful they were to boiled, each other. And they were boiled down to very basic stereotypes. Yes. Like traits that they personified into a character yeah like so and i mean dorothy goes through all of them too yeah she's like kate's the nice one lily's the fun one um page is the hot one exactly page is the sexy one and i'm the fat one and i'm like well you're not wrong in that that's how your character was written but because it was written from the lens of a man like that that's the that's your whole personality Dorothy yeah yeah and because of that you have big time resentment and need lots of therapy and just are desperate for love yeah and I have a feeling that I don't know if her mom died or if her mom since I feel like her dad her mom might have died and that yeah. could add to the layer of insanity that she is. So yeah, it's not it's not looking good. So the detective, he pulls his chair up closer to Paige. And then she realizes that she is not going to really be asking you questions that this man is literally hitting on her. He's like, what are we going to do about this thing between us? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? It, it And the scene just... It so took me out of the movie because mm-hmm. it didn't add anything Nothing. to the movie. It was because that was her, her whole character was being over-sexualized by everyone, including this detective that is actively working a case that she is a part of. <laughs> a murder case. And a murder case. And he puts his hand way high up on her thigh. Gross. And I mean, she does defend herself as best as she can and she walks out. I will say that Denise Richards ate up every scene she was in. Yeah. Like she, she did what she could, whatever she was given. She, she absolutely did. And she she was cast in the film without an audition. So as she, well, this is definitely a rollover from wild things Mm -hmm. where these studio nasty guys were like, oh, we just want her to do that same role, essentially. Yeah. She uh, probably just took a paycheck. Can we talk about that her last name is Prescott in this movie? Yeah, I know. And that Jennifer Love Hewitt, Jennifer Love Hewitt was originally cast to play this role, but could you imagine this script, this, the writing, the acting and then having her eyeball acting in it on top of that (laughs) that's that's a why is your hand on my thigh (laughs) (laughs) i don't see it uh not at all and i also don't see jessica caulfield playing the role either which is what she had originally auditioned for but she got lily and i think that fits her much better yeah she Jessica Caulfield does have a very like fun bubbly personality so I think Lily was well cast not well written but well cast (laughs) for what it was yeah 
I think they honestly I I feel like all of them are well cast except Kate Capshaw yeah I love that Nepo baby very much as Arizona Robbins on Grey's Anatomy but not this role funny enough she actually was on Bones too with David Boreanaz she played his ex-wife um mm. and she was better in that as well <laughs> this, this was not and I I don't think this was her first role but I don't recall seeing her in a lot of a ton of stuff back then yes. so I believe after this scene we're back at Kate's apartment Kate is not home so the cherub is now in Kate's apartment this bitch is always leaving the iron on for what and she she's got no water to help with the burning building. <laughs> so Cherub's in the apartment, grabs the iron, unplugs it, and then goes into Kate's bedroom. And weirdo neighbor <laughs> is smelling her panties and putting her pantyhose on. So creepy. But he does get the business because whoever is valentine smacks my bitch up with the iron irons his face yeah and then crushes his skull with the iron at some point kate does tell adam that creepy mccreeper well she tells her tells him about that whole incident of like being in the Mm -hmm. shower and feeling someone's in the apartment stuff like that so he is aware i don't think anyone else is aware unless they're trying to make it seem like the killer is watching from afar but in this moment if you had any like "Mm, i'm not sure who the kid yeah yeah it's adam yeah (laughs) i'll take adam for 300 alex because then kate shows up outside her apartment and he peeks his head around a corner like oh i was i was just (laughs) waiting for you here I brought you a gift and then she's like, oh shit, I don't have anything for you. Let me write an IOU for some TLC on a receipt and hand that to you. And he is, he is another character that is just starved for love and attention. (laughs) So he's like, thank you. This is the best gift I've ever received. Like he is hype (laughs) over this IOU. Then we see Campbell and Dorothy are at her house and they're giving each other the eyes. She gives him a gift. She gives him a watch. It's only been a month, which the girls called her out on that. But mm-hmm. they have only been dating for a month and he is living with her. I don't think they're even dating. I don't. She's just in her head because he's staying at her house. They're dating, but that's not his perception, which I feel like is confirmed in the sex scene where he couldn't get it up. And she's like, it's okay. Right, which could have made you feel like maybe Campbell is the killer at that point because maybe he's just so upset and traumatized from what happened to him that he can't perform. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they don't, they don't, it doesn't work out well. So she's go, she's going to take a shower. When she gets out of the shower, he's like, here, I have this necklace for you, which was weird because like 20 minutes prior when she gave him the watch, he's like, oh, I didn't get anything for you. Where did the necklace come mm-hmm. from? We find out later that it's from the girl, Ruthie, Ruthie, who said that he stole her shit. So now she's all like happy again. Girl, y'all just had like a weird interaction and all is not well. Yeah. (laughs) And so then the next thing that happens 
is she intercoms him while he's on the phone and he's like trying to siphon funds from somewhere like he's from the bank from her dad's account yeah he's trying to drain the he tried to drain the whole account which is really dumb because any bank if you try to take all the money out and you're not in person that's just like does not happen they would not approve that transaction yeah and so he's like in the in inside pool area whatever and he he's trying to drain their accounts and she intercoms him as like the the pilot light went out for the water can you go and relight it and now he's like oh now i just work for you okay bitch you are staying free rem-. like she is a privileged entitled girl mm-hmm. but at the same time, you are staying here rent-free, just received a really expensive watch as a gift, have pretty much free reign of this gorgeous house, and you're bitching because she asked you to just go light the pilot light? Yeah. Well, he gets his comeuppance pretty mm-hmm. fast because when he goes to light the pilot, he gets he gets slaughtered. I, I saw the axe in the background before. Yes he got hit with it but yeah so he gets murdered yeah yeah and then when we get to the party dorothy is in the kitchen eating her feelings and sad because he promised he was coming and then he was gonna come early the party is at her house how is she not like where did he go yes Oh, it was because he said he had to go for drinks, like meet someone for drinks, but he would be back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, I get really confused in this whole end scene because Dorothy's house has two grand stairs, staircases. I don't know if it's like different floors because my sister kept saying the floor that had like the red and black checkered. The plaid walls. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, isn't the door right there? I was like, I don't know if on this floor there's a door to go outside. I feel like that was, I perceived it to be maybe like a basement level like game room. Maybe, yeah. But it was, it confused me because I was like, did they change the wallpaper for the party? And then I realized (laughs) that- It was a a different room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's- huge party going on yeah like everyone is there and some random guy shows up that Paige invited so she's all excited she just wants to dance but he's like the guy from the 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 speed speed dating dating. yeah yeah Yeah. so Paige had invited him to this party he's like let's go upstairs so she's like okay so she goes upstairs they're like making out Danielle yes this scene where he's like i got a a surprise for you and this man just pulls out his penis i would like to say that that is not something in reality that would happen but unfortunately i'm here to say yes some men think that that is a prize to just whip out and she literally is like Oh, you brought me up here to show me your penis. How sweet. And then the audacity (laughs) of this man to stand there, hands on his hips, all proud, 
in front of her as she's sitting on the bed and he goes well what are you waiting for wax it (laughs) what so when she tries to get up and leave he you know protests that or whatever but then she like decide you could tell she's decided she's gonna get him back or Mm -hmm. she's gonna set him up and he's so dumb that for a second there she's about to leave but now she's into it and she goes into the drawer in this room and i want to say a clown stays in this room (laughs) because (laughs) the amount of scarves that she is just randomly pulling out of this drawer to bound up this guy. Yes. It I was like another, another one, another one, another and, one. And she uses one to blindfold him. And then she's like, Do you still want me to wax it? And grabs a giant ass three-wick candle and pours that hot ass wax directly on his penis. And I said, Good job, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> some you people get what get you get on that sir yeah that and then she leaves him you know when i should have been thinking about who's the killer who's gonna get ki- killed next i was like i wonder what that if that man is still tied up <laughs> found him yet? no one's checking on him <laughs> I, I i was i did think that a few times yes and then what's her face crashes the the party mm-hmm. Ruthie. <laughs> and goes after dorothy and telling her off and stuff like that i was like i'm here for it and obviously kate and Paige jump in to try to like defend her and get rid of get rid of her but- i love the line where he like dorothy's like he loves me and she's like <laughs> he loves your trust fund <laughs> i'm like it's true, Dorothy. Loves <laughs> you. He does not. What are we talking about here? She should have gone after Max. I feel like that might have been a yeah. better fit. Max will fuck anything that walks, it seems. Like, yeah. if you just want a good pounding, just go after Max. Yeah. So Max <sighs> shows up, says Lily didn't ever show up in LA. Now Kate there. is very concerned. Mm-hmm. And she calls the detective to tell him, like, hey, I just talked to the boyfriend. Lily never showed up. So the detective is like, okay, I'm on my way over to this giant ass house party. And I believe Paige at this point is like, I need to go to, she says cool off, but she goes into the hot tub question mark with the But it seems like, yeah, it seems like it's Paige's MO. Like they, they do say like she usually ends up in the hot tub. It's not uncommon i did write very plaid walls so ruthie is now rooting around campbell's bag he she finds the watch that dorothy has given him and she's taking that payment to, yeah as, as payment for what he stole from her oh and she, she does yeah she because she calls out that the necklace is mm-hmm. hers the one that yeah. dorothy's wearing that campbell gave her sorry and that's kind of the proof that campbell did do everything that that ruthie is claiming that Mm -hmm. he did so now dorothy dorothy is spiraling even further internal so ruthie grabs the watch goes down the weird flight of stairs to the plaid room and she (laughs) 
poor Ruthie. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time <laughs> because the cherub man is dragging the maid into a closet. Why did he kill the maid? I feel like so unnecessary. She knew too I much. feel like she may have walked in on something. Probably. So now he's he's chasing after Ruthie. She goes into the sauna that can fit like 20 people and hides under the bench. And then she sees Campbell's dead ass <laughs> that has been stored in there. When she runs into the bathroom, she doesn't even try to lock the door. No. She doesn't try to pick up a weapon. She kind of just waits and looks at the door. Bitch, he gonna find you. What are we doing? It was really bad. Well, and he didn't find her in the sauna. Like, I I was a master at manhunt when we were little. <laughs> I would sit in a bush until 2 a.m. if it meant no one was gonna find me. <laughs> Why didn't you just stay your ass in the fucking sauna? Because he looked in there a couple of times, did not see her. And moved on his merry way. She only got caught because she left the goddamn sauna and was trying to run. And he, the way he killed her. Oh, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> she, he, he like, she throws, didn't mean it, Ken. She didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm going to tell him, don't listen to the Valentine episode. He, Cherub throws her through a shower door and apparently safety glass is not a thing in this movie and it has like a huge ass jagged piece and he just drags her by the hair over it throat on top of the shard of glass so bye ruthie and then the next scene is page in the hot tub Mm. let's do this deep dive so she's sitting there she has her champagne She's just relaxing. She's had a real rough day. She's just had to pour wax on some guy's penis. And it's a weird room where it's a hot tub, but then also like a greenhouse because there's a bunch of plants, some of which looked awfully a lot like weed. Yeah. Maladine. So she hears a noise, obviously, and she well, so she's relaxing. So her eyeballs are closed and then she opens them and there's a rose sitting there. And so she's like, hello, who's there? Is this for me? What do you want? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and of course, Cherub shows up, like literally pile drives her back into the hot tub, throws the, the cover of the, the hot lid of yeah, and it's clear, which I'm like, that's kind of a cool aesthetic, yeah. unless you're trapped underneath it. And I, I'm like, okay, so our, me at this point, I'm like, okay, we're boiling her to death, right? That's exactly what I thought. We're either boiling her to death or we're turning on like the internal water filler thing and we're going to drown a bitch. Right. I, I, I went for boiling in my head. I was like, okay gonna boil her alive there where they went next was the best know. part of the movie <laughs> they didn't know where they were going so he pulls out a long ass drill or like a giant drill with a long ass drill bit on it of course and he very starts, phallic for yes the quote unquote poor yes and so he's drilling holes and then she's gasping for air i'm like oh that kind of makes sense that like it might be airtight. So she's gasping for air and kind of trying to avert him. And I'm like, 
Well, if he's drilling all these holes, eventually enough air will get in where she doesn't have to suck on a hole. Right. But she's still bobbing and weaving. And then he catches her in a sh- in the shoulder. I'm like, oh, okay, dr- death by drill. I dig it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought death by drill, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. He then opens the cover again and tosses the whole goddamn drill in and electrocutes her. What? Yeah, and apparently Denise Richards, her body double, or not her body double, her stunt double, stunt double, actually got injured. I was like, the hell? I have a hot tub. I don't see how thrashing would, I don't know. The, Unless she the got actual- like a... No, they got like cut from the the drill. The thing. jets. Oh, no, the, the drill. I thought yeah. it was the jets. Okay. Well, I think so. It says from the I'm jet nozzles. Find... Oh, was that what it is? Yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> I, I found it. Okay. <laughs> well, damn. Well, damn. Yeah, it was the jets. Mm. Still. Penny and the jets. So now so... the best actor in the movie's dead. Yes, and. All the lights have gone out in the in, in Georgia. And so everyone's leaving because party's over. No electricity. But there is electricity for like the spooky lamps, but not for the overall power. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> and I feel like they're so rich, they would have had like a generator. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe there were just certain lamps that were like on backup power supply. Who knows? They were looking way too deep into this movie. (laughs) And so now Kate and Dorothy are arguing and Kate's like, you don't know. You've only known Campbell a month. Like it could be him. And then Dorothy's like, it could be Adam. And (laughs) she's still fucking deflecting, which turns out she's not wrong because one thing that we know about the valentine cupid killer whatever we call him he gets bloody noses yes let's let's remember that yes so every time he kills someone bloody nose which we know it's jeremy melton because he got a bloody nose when um, he was under duress at exactly yes so um now it's like pointing fingers and Dorothy storms off. But just prior to Dorothy storming off, she, this is where she kind of like blows up and is like, I, everyone had like these roles and were so well loved and I was just the fat one. And, and you can't stand the fact that I found someone as good looking as Adam and as smart as Adam. And you're just jealous, essentially, is what she's telling Kate, which- what? make it make sense yeah and kate's just like you've only known this guy a month and you met him at yoga this is all i'm saying (laughs) and now people are dying like so Uh... kate goes outside to call detective vaughn to see where he's at and she hears ringing so she goes down to the koi pond because they're that rich and she sees the iou (laughs) so now she knows it's adam she picks up the IOU out of the koi pond and, oh, up pops Detective Vaughn's head. Like, at this point, Serena was just like, now that was so fake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, 
And then she runs back inside. You're outside. Run, bitch. Get to your car. Why are you yes. going back in the house? You know what? She was worried about that dumb bitch, Dorothy. And that's the problem. She was. And, the, and that was the, the saddest part of all is like Dorothy harbored all of this resentment and felt a certain way towards these friends. But Kate was actually her friend. Yeah. And Kate actually cared about her. So she goes to try to find Paige first, I think. Yes. And Paige is dead underwater. Yeah. And then she runs into the bathroom and she sees that other girl. What's her name? Starts with H. Ruthie. Lies. Ruthie, yes. She she sees Ruthie dead in the shower. Yeah. And then she sees Adam. And mm-hmm. like she violently tries to hit him and he's like babe don't like he's like why are you mad at me Mm -hmm. and she hits him straight in the face with a champagne bottle and that shit cracks and breaks but later on there's not a scratch on that man's face he would have at the very least been concussed right which i mean he could have been because he's like dance with me (laughs) what this is the second movie in a row where we've had a really awkward, weird, forced upon dancing scene. I've never seen men want to dance so much in my life. Where have they been all my life? And us as the viewers know it's full circle because he finally gets the dance that Kate right. promised when he was young. And, um, but then she, she's still sus. Right. Because the IOU was with, the severed head and so she knees him in the balls runs upstairs because we're still looking for dorothy (laughs) (sighs) well she goes into the bedroom and it looks like it's disheveled like there was a fight Mm -hmm. or something had happened and then she runs into the the dad's study i'm assuming and he has his like gun cabinet so she grabs a handgun can't load the goddamn thing doesn't i'm assuming like i can almost guarantee you did not take the safety off nothing and then immediately loses control of the gun because she's tackled by the cherub coming out of nowhere but in retrospect after you see what happens in the rest of this scene you're like that cherub wasn't even fighting it it seemed like they just got thrown right into kate and adam ends up shooting Shooting her her, and then they take the mask off and it's dorothy and she's like i don't understand why she was the happiest i've ever seen her like number one she was not (laughs) (laughs) it's like she literally just told you that she you're jealous of her and and campbell didn't show up and then she's got all this trauma and you're like she's the happiest she's ever been what like dissonance are we having right now yeah but then like now is when like Adam is snuggling her and is like, don't worry, it's over. We got her. And then she's like, I don't understand. And then he says, someone that is that lonely and angry can hide it, but it stays and it eats away at you. And eventually you have to take care of it. Obviously he's talking about himself because as she's like being comforted by this man, oh, his nosebleed is fucking dripping on her face. And then credits. My sister was like, I know this shit ain't over. <laughs> like, so they thought they were being very just mysterious and cool, leaving it on a cliffhanger because we don't know if it's Adam or not. 
bitch, I'm not a detective. I am no Veronica Mars, but case is closed. Adam is the killer. He got his fucking dance. <laughs> and that is Valentine. Luke Wilson and Jeremy Sisto were also considered for the role of Adam Carr. If we're going to just go through whatever fun facts we missed. Catherine Heigl only had three days to shoot her scenes as she was already committed to the television series Roswell. Which is funny because now she disowns the film, claiming that she hates it. She didn't read the whole script before accepting her role, only the scenes containing her character. In 2005 magazine, she said that she regretted the decision to appear in the film after seeing the final cut of the film. That's kind of on you, boo-boo. Well, you know, I can't be mad at her. A job is a job. It was, you know, she hadn't had her big hit yet. And the cadaver that she calls Chad, it was played by the producer's assistant, whose name was Chad. And just for you, of course, I pulled Adam's car is a 1968 Ford Mustang and Dorothy's car is a Mercedes-Benz 300 SL R129. I think that's reference. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) Are we surprised that I didn't know? All Um, I knew was, I think it was black. It was not black. His car was blue and hers was red, but good, good guess. Uh, Okay. Then I don't recall her car then. The original script had a different tone from the book and was set on a college campus. And then it went into turnaround to Warner Brothers and was rewritten by Gretchen J. Berg and Aaron Herberts and Wayne Powers stepped down as the director for the studio to find a suitable new director to take the helm of the film. That's why this is a hot pile of mess. Yeah. And then at a cost of 10 million, this is the cheapest film to ever have a Super Bowl spot. So hold hold on. You're (laughs) telling me the budget for this movie was 29 million and we paid 10 million for a fucking Super Bowl spot. They saw the final cut and knew it needed all the help it could to try to recoup that money. It was an investment. <laughs> it didn't work out. They made their money back. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, this movie yeah. is shite, but it made its money back. Your profits would have been larger <laughs> if you just had not done a Super Bowl spot because that's not your fucking target audience. MTV Mo- Movie Awards, that's your target audience. I'm not disagreeing. I just, I use me. Okay. In promotion of the film, Warner Brothers' official website featured digital e-card valentines that visitors could send via email and stars david boreanis and katherine heigl both well known at the time for their roles in angel and roswell appeared at the los angeles comic book and science fiction festival love to see it well now that we're done if you guys (laughs) have any comments questions hot takes Make sure to hit us up on social, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, at No More Late Fees. And let's get into these ratings. I'm going to give this same day rental. There's no redeeming qualities. I can't even rewatch it for a laugh. It's so just like a waste of time. Same. (laughs) Same Same day rental for me. So utterly confused about the choices 
not scary. <laughs> I mean, and I could just watch another David Boreanaz vehicle to see that sweet, sweet, kind face. So if you have any feedback or if you love this movie, please explain to us. Call us at our quick drop 909-601-6653, 909-601-NMLF. Twat us at the Twitters or leave a voice message at our Anchor FM account and you can be featured on a future episode. Join us next week as we face our fears with the movie Jeepers Creepers. And as always, be kind and rewind. <laughs>